Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. We are Cue the Mic. And welcome back to Cue the Mic. Uh, it is Pride Month, although I have been hearing people say that it is going to be Wrath Month instead, and that is what uh, this show oh, will be man. about. That's yeah. good. That's Wrath. good. I like that. I am by the acting host for today. Our fearless leader, Renee, is taking a well-deserved break because she does a billion things. And associate producer, and yeah, my name is Fox. I go by she, her, hers, and sometimes dude. And I am joined by my co-host. Hi. (laughs) My name's Griffin. Um, I use they, them pronouns. I am a student journalist. Um, Yep. That's about it. Yeah, it's it's crazy out there. And on top of that, because we're editing shows before release, this will go out later. Um, so to the people in the future, in a, a week from the future, like a literally unpredictable time, <laughs> whatever is happening right now, wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm literally, literally do not know what will happen next week. Um, I don't either. I hope it's good, though. Before we get into that, are there co-hosts joining us? Yes, Sandy Smith, uh, day job, home and real estate editor at Philadelphia Magazine. You'll also see me on Next City and some other area publications uh, to counter those who send me letters addressed, Dear Ms. Smith, my pronouns are he, him, and his. And uh, if you were watching CBS3 Eyewitness News at 4 last night, you might have seen me on it. Really? Oh, you were on the news? That's Mm -hmm. cool. Did they interview you? Uh, Yes. Uh, It was concerning my essay that ran on Philly Mag Monday, which was titled, You Can Be Supportive of the Rioters and Angry at the Looters at the Same Time. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. I'm Speaking sorry. Which, I feel like a I feel like a bad friend. I haven't read it yet. I wait, will read what? it. I will read it oh. after this show, but before the next one. All right. Speaking on that, um, today the show is going to be primarily dedicated to talking about Black Lives Matter and the protests surrounding George Floyd, and uh, probably just a quick newsworthy or not at the very end because we're going to need a little bit of laughing after what we talk about before we get into that i would like to have a conversation really quick about something called operation pride fall i think that all of the communities should know about it whether or not it happens so it is allegedly a supposed raid organized by 4chan users to try and spread anti-lgbtq messages on social media to harass people in the community and to harass brands that support the LGBTQ community during June, which of course is Pride Month, so uh, good timing. So just be on the lookout. We might be getting a little bit more harassment. We might be getting a little bit more BS thrown at us this month. So just be on the lookout. I came into this month expecting it to be, you know, this, I guess the same as before and trying to trying to celebrate pride in quarantine best we could everything horrible that's happened I feel like with all the horrible things that are going on mm-hmm. there are other things on people's minds I guess on I guess on one hand that may 
lessen the amount of hatred that LGBT people in broad swaths get from white supremacists and other awful people. But at the same time, I th- I think I think we really need to be here to support the protesters and Black yeah. Lives Matter, which I think are going to be getting the brunt of all of the attacks, all of the defamatory stuff, of all of the harassment for the next couple weeks, probably. And um, of course, the people well, that are going to get the crossover, which is people right, who are in the Black community yeah. and part of the LGBT community. I would say it, sound, it sounds to me like you know there's still room for all, uh, right? In yeah. Central, and yes. uh, you know the you know Black Lives Matter and the you know anti-police brutality protests may be sucking up most of the oxygen, right? But not all of it. You know, this oh, is still Pride true. Month. Zillow has a rainbow flag. It has a symbol in rainbow flag colors. People are still acknowledging it, so you know somebody's going to take advantage of the occasion to, sh- um, to dump on us. Um, <laughs> nice catch there, Sandy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's we just have to you know we have to do what we always do and combat hate with a rainbow flag and maybe a pocket full of glitter, whatever your jam is. Right. But it's it is intertwined. And Griffin and I were talking about this earlier, how a lot of people are criticizing the riots and the protests, uh, you know, saying nothing, nothing is going to get done. Nothing has ever gotten done because of riots. These are pointless. And it is a perfect month specifically to bring up one very, very special riot that did in fact change quite a lot of things. And obviously that is the Stonewall riots. Um, and that's a point I like to bring up because that was a very, 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 volatile, uh, multi-day thing that happened, and it did bring about change. Right. Bingo. And- the, the revisionists are... I, I've seen some revisionist types uh, even trying to suggest... Uh, that, you know, even trying to downplay Stonewall you know, as not oh. having mattered much in that. Wow. You know, um, you know, people condemn riots because they're destructive, they're violent, and, you know, all those are not nice things. Um, but the fact is, you know, um, a, as you've now heard the Martin Luther King quote that he said late in his, in his career in life uh, that's gotten dusted off for the occasion, a, a riot is the voice of the unheard. And if you look back through history, what happens is if people are repeatedly uh, frustrated in their efforts to right or wrong, eventually they will lash out. Exactly. The riot, the riot is, I, I've been referring to it as the equivalent of a whack upside the head with a two by four. Right. Yeah. Like, That's what do you do when no one's listening? Mm-hmm. What else do you do? There was, I. And it usually does produce a response. It's producing responses now. It is. Right. It does. Right. Things are happening in policy already. People are put. Lawmakers are trying to push policies right now as we speak because of what's happening. And oh my God, the the Rizzo statue got taken down. Yeah. How long? How long did that have to take? How long did I, they say that was gonna take? How long they were like? How long they were like? Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. I, it just I, takes time. 
I don't know, but I I was so used to it being there as like this set this like you know focus of anger and frustration that I just I guess I kind of thought it would just be there forever, and so mm-hmm. when I finally heard it got taken down, I was like floored. Um, yeah. The the one the one thing that I did that I did love about the spray paint the spray paint the light vandalism that people did to it they spray painted red on his hands yeah so, i thought so that, li- that was really literal good. literal blood on his hands which really is good. which is you know for a police chief known for brutality against uh against minority communities and a mayor who literally said in elections to quote vote white unquote um yeah. yeah. That's also, that's pretty accurate. Also hopping back on uh, Martin Luther King really quick. I I got to make a really quick announcement to like all white people. <laughs> Stop oh, using Martin Luther King as a reason to say we shouldn't have riots. You are right. cherry picking things that he says and going, "Well, Martin Luther King got stuff done without any rioting." No. You killed him, and then people rioted, and then things happened. Like, you don't, you do not get to deny that part of history, especially when we are the ones, not we, like, not us, you and me, but white people are the ones who then murdered him for trying to peacefully protest. You don't get to use him. That is, oh, it's been making me mad. I've seen it, like, five or six times in the last week. It's driving me insane. And and all throughout the civil rights movement, there were riots. There was no, yeah. I don't think there was ever a period of the civil rights movement where there were, you know, like the well, the race know, riots of 1968 were like enormous. Well, keep in mind that they were the culmination of four straight years worth of riots that right. began in this city in 1964. Everybody right. remembers Watts 1965. That was the right. big one. Right. But the dress rehearsal was on Columbia Avenue in North Philadelphia. Wow. Um, the um, it, it, well, here's here's the deal. You know, um, you're, you're right. Uh, I think I've heard somebody refer to this as the Hallmark card version of Martin Luther King. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It's pretty good. You know, and um, as he, you know, as the movement achieve more of its goals, he changed in direction and emphasis. You know, he was about building a movement of the dispossessed that would have transcended issues of race and things like that. And if you may recall, he was about to lead a strike of sanitation workers in Memphis when he was assassinated. Mm-hmm. And that speech he gave in 1967 at Stanford, which was where that uh, riot quote comes from, he elaborated on it. He explained mm. why people rioted. Right. He, you know, condemned them, yes, but at the same time he explained why they happened and right. why we get them. Um, exactly. I I also have have an amazing quote that I. That was shown to me. I uh, this is a this is a Frederick Douglass quote from bef- from a couple years just before the Civil War. I'll, I'll read the I'll read the sort of part of this. This is from 
blackpass.org. So on August 3rd, 1857, Frederick Douglass delivered a West India Emancipation speech at, I don't know how to pronounce this, Canandaigua, New York? Canandaigua. 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 Oh my God, wait, Canandaigua? Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's like 20 miles from where I grew up. <laughs> Whoa! Um, on the 23rd anniversary of the event, most of the address was a history of British efforts toward emancipation as well as a reminder of the crucial role of the West Indian slaves in that own freedom struggle. However, shortly after he began, Douglas sounded a foretelling of the coming civil war when he uttered two paragraphs that became the most quoted sentences of all his public orations. And so let me find it. All right, here it is. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. Those who profess to favor freedom and yet deprecate agitation are men who want crops without plowing up the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its many waters. This struggle may be a moral one, or it may be a physical one, and it may be both moral and physical, but it must be a struggle. Power concedes nothing without a demand. It never did, and it never will. And there's there's more, oh, but I just I find that incredibly powerful. That's powerful. Um, I think that phrase was later rendered by others as "power concedes nothing without a fight." Right. Yeah. Um, amazing oh, imagery. Yeah, and I'm sorry. Just one more one more line as well. Find out just what any people will quietly submit to, and you have found out the exact measure of injustice and wrong which will be imposed upon them. And these will continue to the till they are resisted with either words or blows or with both. The limits of tyrants are prescribed by the endurance of those whom they oppress. Oh, wow. I, it it makes me. I'm realizing that there is so so much that I don't know about history and about you know, civil rights struggle and um, there's so there's so much amazing there's so many amazing words out there, so many amazing speeches out there and it makes me want to just, you know, get a reading list and start reading all of it. Um, so I think that yeah, I think that maybe one of my quarantine projects is see if I can See if I can do like a, like a, you know, no, no using the computer for a month and trying to read as many books as I can. And I feel like maybe I'll have a better, better grasp on history and learn something. Yeah. There's also, you know, there's also a lot of good, good books online too. Yeah. But obviously we want to support black authors and buy things when we can. Right. Also, I was talking to someone online and I haven't gotten permission, so I won't say her name, but. So I'll just say we were talking about looters and protesters. And she said, do you believe violence is justifiable? Like people just become so angry that they explode because I think people need to understand the difference between disruptors and people who have had enough. But honestly, I find it very difficult to have conversations with people because for some reason they become fixated on, oppor on opportunistic vultures and want to classify everyone into that group. I believe that everyone can get violent for the right cause. Many people have been oppressed to the point where they understand that type of anger. And I, I don't know, I just wanted to highlight that because I thought that was a really good, that was a really poignant sentiment on what's going on. It's that, you know, 
people are throwing a lot of judgment around whose anger and whose actions are more justifiable than someone else's, especially people like to speculate who aren't a part of what's happening. People who will never know what this feels like. People like you and me who will never know what this feels like, you know, to have this forced on us every single day. And I just, I just, I like the sentiment because I'm, I'm just, I've been seeing a lot of that. I've been seeing a lot of people who not only don't know what this feels like to go through every day, but who have so much opinion on, right. on something they aren't even attempting to fix. It's like they have so much opinion on what should and shouldn't be done, but they're offering up nothing. They're offering up no solutions, no advice, just criticism. And that doesn't get anyone anywhere. So it's obvious that they're just talking out of their ass. So the, the Community College of Philadelphia um, today, which is the college that I go to and that I'm a journalist for, they had a panel. I think it. I think it's Enough is Enough or something like that. Oh, the panel you went, you were at, yes. saw earlier today? Yes. And it was it was incredible i there were it was about i think it was 10 uh 10 different experts so several ccp teachers um several like ex-law enforcement people community activists a religious leader all talking about you know what this means for the black community and what it's like to grieve publicly and what we should be thinking about right now as far as how to fix these problems and stuff. And it was, I think, the most, it was easily, I think, one of the most impactful panels I've ever listened to. It was so, so good. Awesome. Was it videotaped? It was, and it will okay. be. It will be posted, and it should be accessible to the public. There were two hundred and fifty people watching, wow. which, which was to me, I, I guess I didn't. I've gone to so many like CCP things, I kind of expect it to be like, oh yeah, there's like twelve people listening right. to this yeah, thing. Yeah, community college, yeah. I yeah, but but two hundred fifty people listening and. 10 of the most you know and and they all and they had different opinions you know there were some people on the panel that I disagreed with there are some people on the panel that I really agreed with but every single one of them had something incredibly intelligent and beyond that incredibly wise to say about all this which I think is what some people lack. I think a lot of people have a lot of knowledge, yeah. but not a lot of wisdom or insight. Yeah. It, but this was amazing. I, I'll get back to you on what the name of it was uh, when I when I okay. find it in a minute. <laughs> but it, I, I would recommend people listen to this. It's free to the public because it's, you know, from the community college, so it's you right. Know. I'll definitely have to watch that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to talk about regarding all this was something that is on a lot of people's minds, and that's the uh, how the police have responded to a lot of these protests and how the the not my president has responded <laughs> to the protests. Um, so yeah, even here in Philly, we we saw people get tear gassed. We saw people got um, 
railroaded into the 676 and 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 trapped there and then tear gassed yeah. um but all around all around uh this has been happening. People are getting shot with rubber bullets. I've seen multiple accounts. I've seen uh, a report about a child getting maced so badly that she lost an eye. A reporter I know lost her sight in her eye because of a rubber bullet. And something else interesting I want to bring up is uh, there was a senator, I believe it was a Michigan senator. He's a black senator that was at one of these protests, peacefully protesting. I think he was even wearing a shirt that said senator and then his name. Right. And he was peacefully protesting. Obviously, you know, he was following all the laws because he's a senator and he's bound by certain things he has to. And even so, he was maced and arrested. And there was another one. There was a U.S. congresswoman who was also maced and arrested at one of these protests. that was who I I knew I knew that a that a United States federal congresswoman was yep. uh, was maced. Yeah. Um. That so this this talk was called "Teach in Privilege versus Injustice," and okay. um, one of the one of the teachers who's who spoke during this was tear gassed along with what they said a hundred a oh. hundred other peaceful protesters on Monday. Showing, showing what one of the things that she said was, you know, all kinds are out protesting right now. It's not just, it's not just 20 year olds, you know, it, right. it you know, people are, everybody's out, you know, and this is, this is justified. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, and I, so I went to the one yesterday, it was at city hall. Uh, I think most of them, like a lot of them now are at city hall. There's one, there's been one every day since it started. And so yeah, I went to the protest and it was um it was amazing. I mean, this time there was no brutality, I think, because they got in trouble and they right, probably were told yeah. they had to stop or they were gonna they should already be facing repercussions for what they've done, but um it was amazing. Uh, a lot of a ton of people showed up at first even I thought I was like, Oh wow, there's a lot of people and then and then we were there and then all of a sudden we look over across the way and there's a whole other group the same size coming towards us. They joined us. We got even bigger. And then 10 minutes later, another group the same size came marching out from the other direction. There was hundreds of people there by the time that we did the last march. It was incredible. And every single person was wearing a mask. I did not see a single person without a mask, which is huge, huge to do. Um, And, I mean, everyone was so good to each other. I mean, nobody was inciting violence. Um, even the people that were kind of doing the leading and the speaking were, were denouncing, uh, violence, which is, it's theirs to denounce, but I thought it was neat. Um, and there were people there, just, you know, they'd have bags of water. They'd have bags of anyone need any water, anyone need any granola bars. There was a, there was a woman and somebody else walking around with a whole giant rolling cart. And they had all this like pre-made home-cooked food in those little Chinese takeout containers, and they were just handing out food to people. I even saw someone who I think might have been a homeless man who come up, and they gave them food, and he like he the look on his face was like I I almost cried. He looked so happy. He turned to me and looked at me, and he goes, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I was just like, "Yes!" It was it was beautiful, but it was you know it it was it was amazing and. And I didn't see, I only saw one dude, and of course it was a white guy, who was going up at some points and yelling at the police. Um, that's actually a huge problem, is 
is white people during these protests going up and instigating the police and getting in the police's faces and causing problems, which is like the worst thing you can do. Because number one, they're not the ones that are likely necessarily going to get it the worst when the police start, start, you know, using violence and using excessive force. And yeah, they're the ones that start it. There was a huge problem with that in Harrisburg when I marched at BLM. It was always, always, it was just always some, some or a group of, of white kids, white dudes, just like getting in the police's faces and, and getting in their faces enough until they, they started retaliating. It, it just pisses me off so much because it's like, this is not your rally. You do not, don't start pissing the police off. Don't start inciting violence because it's going to come down on the black and the people of color protesters there 100% more than it's going to come down on any of the rest of us. And you're just, I, I read a rather interesting article in a yeah. uh, conservative, never Trumper publication uh, called the bulwark. Wait, uh, conservative, the... never Trumper. Yes. Yeah, so, so You've right heard wing, of them, haven't you? Yeah. So they're conservative, but they're anti-Trump. Yes. Very much Interesting. So. Um, and, and their and ranks include some pretty prominent people. Uh, one of them, just for a diversion here, just to fill you in, you know who George Will is, right? Washington Post House conservative columnist, big name in the ranks of syndicate columnists, been writing for decades. He wrote a column yesterday that basically said not only we need to defeat Trump. We need to throw his enablers in the party out of office, too. Wow. Um, That's anyway. very bold because a lot of the rhetoric so far, even from even from Democrats, has been, oh, Republicans are on a power trip right now. Once Trump is out of the way, then Republicans will calm down and go back to their go back to the good old good old ways, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway, the, the article that I was reading was entitled, It's a Setup. And it was mentioning, among other things, and I'd heard stories about this happening here, too, people walking through crowds of protesters, handing them bricks. Yes, I've seen mm-hmm. that. Or like, or like a pile of bricks will just spontaneously show up right. at these yeah. sites. There was yeah. a viral Twitter video of of a couple people, you know, filming like, I was here yesterday, and this conspicuous pile of bricks next to the subway station wasn't here. Like someone yeah. is, someone is setting this up, you know. Yeah, and basically what this guy is saying is that you know there are these groups, left and right, right, that are trying to hijack this for their own agendas, and of course, the folks who will get the brunt of the blame for it are the black people. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The ones I was talking about, I'm talking about the ones that were just kind of like, maybe they're just innocuous, but there have been a lot of reports, like you said, not just from that person. There have been a lot of reports of different groups of people hijacking these these protests and inciting yeah. violence on purpose. Absolutely have been. Well, it, it's my opinion, actually, that Saturday's demonstration, you know, where they tried to pull down the Statue of Rizzo, spray painted with anarchist symbols, and then ran rampage down Chestnut and Walnut Street was actually a setup of that type. Because prior to that, there was no violence. 
Mm. The demonstrations on Friday were peaceful. Right. No reports of burning and looting. Right. And basically, the anarchists and I've heard from a friend of mine who has connections uh, with somebody who used to be active in the white nationalist identity movement mm-hmm. and is no longer but maintains his you know, c- continues to communicate with people like that. Right. That there were white nationalists sort of like marching in disguise, if you right. will. Yeah. You know, inserting themselves in among these people. And of course, they're, they, they would love throwing bricks too and setting fires because that helps bring about the race war they want. Right. It's, a, it's um, escalation. The, yeah. Watching yeah, yeah, on, yeah. Watching the live feed on the news, I think this was Saturday. Is, I think this was Saturday. The you know pe- people occupying but otherwise peacefully, you know, gathered around City Hall. You know, one you know one moment everything was everything was you know tense, but still mm-hmm. you know still everyone you know there was no you know real visible violence. There was no you know people were just protesting. Mm-hmm. And then coming back 10 minutes later and seeing that pop-up Starbucks at Dilworth Park on fire and the yeah. police lock down the area and then suddenly everything around it catches fire. You know, that yeah, that, yeah, yeah. then oh, people the suddenly start flipping cars. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. yeah. There, there have been videos well, too of people catching cops, like lighting their own cops and other people lighting their own like cars on fire or like the car that just came out of nowhere. Why was that car just suddenly parked in the middle of a turning lane? abandoned in the middle of the street on on was it benjamin franklin over near city hall that was the one that got caught on fire where did that car come from like no one was just driving through these protesters and then just parked their car in the middle of a turning lane why why did that happen where did it come from well you know to be honest with you i i interpreted the torching of the starbucks as hijacking the movement too because you know nobody protesting the police brutality Right. Really cared whether or not Starbucks had a concession in Dilworth Park. Yeah. That's the that's, <laughs> that's the pretty small fries there. That's the anarchist socialist pet goat. Yeah. Right. And also like I don't I don't mean to be this like okay. Uh I'll I'll say this ahead of time. I don't like sticking up for corporations when I I don't I normally do not. But I feel like Starbucks should be pretty low on the list of companies that you'd get mad at about social inequality because you know because they're they're actually like you know half decent to their employees and you know actually yeah. like do kind of a lot of decent stuff for the people that they work for them from within they pay them decently they, they provide health and dental yeah, yeah. I do want to point out Starbucks is a dime yeah. yeah. I do want to point out that Target actually came out with a public statement being like, oh, that sucks about the Target stores, but, like, this is important, and we don't care that much, like, about the rioting <laughs> and the looting. And we were just like, yes! Yeah, that's oh, what, that, I heard that, someone point that out. That's thing that surprises me. Um, I've been yeah. noting this, too. You know, corporate America usually does not like to step into controversy on one side or the other. Right. Usually for fear it will alienate some of its customer base. I have been watching ever since hashtag Blackout Tuesday. 
Yeah. Uh, statements coming from corporations that sound to me like mild versions of something Black Lives Matter might have written. Right. You know. Um, yeah. It's 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 weird because you know I I don't I don't think anyone, including even the corporations, probably know how genuine a lot of this stuff is, right? Because in the last in the last ten years, companies have really caught on to the thing of like, all right, let's let's like let's like market towards this demographic and like make like a pseudo uh, you know pseudo social progress push um you know like so you know there's been a lot of stuff where it's like you know companies companies that fund that will fund both you know uh progressive agendas and hardline conservative agendas will supposedly come out in support of like lgbt rights or whatever when it's like they're also funding like like religious right you know, yeah. groups. Unless you're talking about Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, unless just Chick-fil-A in which there's no pre there's no pretense at all. They just yeah. they just hard go for one side. I don't know. I don't know. I I tend to side with the skepticism in general because right. I that's probably my point of view. Um that being well, said there, well, it can't all be, it can't all be fake, you know. Yeah, I guess right. some of Target, it has to be by people who care. Target clearly was channeling the owner of that restaurant in Minneapolis, its hometown. Mm-hmm. You know, do you recall that one, right? I don't. I don't. An Indian Indian fellow owned a restaurant in the part of Minneapolis that went up in flames, mm-hmm. and he had taped a sign to his window reading "Minority Owned," right? You know, in hopes that they would, you know, like pass him by and leave it alone. Right. They torched it. Right. And he saw it on TV, and his daughter was posting something to Facebook as he was watching this, his restaurant burn, mm. and she posted that his father was saying at the time, "Let my restaurant burn. Justice must be served. Oh Put God. those cops in jail." Wow. That's amazing. And um, that target statement amazing. sounds like it's an it's sort of a modified version of that. Yeah, that's yeah. they were just like, all right, yeah, well, this sucks, but, like, this is important, so whatever, we're fine. I mean, I mm-hmm. I have also heard that, like, a lot of these corporations will have, like, insurance out the wazoo, though. You know, that a lot of it's, oh, like... they absolutely mm-hmm. do. That, you know, really... Yeah, that really a lot of these corporations won't end up losing all that much because they had, they've insured their, like, property and stuff. Um, well, they probably have better insurance policies than the small business owners who lose their businesses. Exactly, yeah. They get deductibles, they get riders, you know, they get exceptions and exclusions. And, you know, when they went looting on 52nd Street, mm-hmm. guess who they were sticking it to? It sure wasn't big corporations. Mm. It was a bunch of small black-owned businesses. Okay, that still doesn't make any sense to me. Mm-hmm. I think a lot <laughs> of it... I... I, I I I wonder how much of it really is kind of just people, you know, looking to like make a bit of money off of all this. Oh yeah, I don't yeah, know. no. Oh for sure. Um, I think I, there I, are instigators that let start things, and then I think that there are people who are struggling and see, oh, the right. store is open, this thing is open, my family's hungry, yeah. or like I need yeah. some things to sell, and they, you know, they help themselves, which I I can understand. 
Right, yeah. It's I can't really, you know. Well, it, I, I can understand it to the extent that, uh, you know, okay, it may be a booming economy. There may be record low unemployment among African Americans. Uh, but COVID knocked all that into the cock hat. Right. Okay. Exactly. Especially um, right now, it needs to be, like, people need to understand that this is an extremely tough time for the community. So it's like, can you really mm-hmm. blame people for taking things to feed their families? Right. And all the and, you know, so many of the jobs that were that were created were, you know, gig economy, you know, low, you know, lowest income. You know, there, you know, there well, a lot of the a lot of jobs were created, for, you know, from, you know, the Obama era policies and stuff. But but very little of it was actually like socially mobile. It was just lower 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 income and gig economy stuff Mm -hmm. yeah for sure um and another thing i wanted to bring up to well i'm sure everyone has heard about trump's response to all of this the multiple yeah things that he hasn't done um or the things he has done or the things that he did right like hiding in his bunker like walk across the street to a church and hold up a Bible in front of it, yep. like some talisman. Right. Yeah, let me just uh, spray spray all of these protesters with tear gas so that they leave, so yeah, I can I look good what for would this church. If I walked up to him with garlic and a cross. <laughs> I mean, he might die. I was wondering um, if the church could, if the church organization could sue him. Because I feel like there's a strong argument. They could. I feel like there's a strong argument that, you know, the reason why he's doing that is for like, you know, campaign, you know, stuff making, like you know, oh, making sure. like a making like a profit and like, you know, doing it for his reelection campaign. And so I wonder if that's if, you know, there would be a valid lawsuit for that. But, you know, good luck getting anything. But the, any I know the bishop came out anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know the bishop came out and was like, um, no, this is not how this goes. You're not a religious man. <laughs> a very polite and religious version of you was said. Um, but one of the things that he, he's been doing that's really been concerning me and also kind of in conjunction with what the police have been doing. So, so for instance, um, he has been declaring a war on journalism, obviously. Fake news, yeah. blah, blah. Oh, uh, God, it's absolutely. even more so now. And it's been in conjunction with the things that police have been doing. So we're under investigation from Australia right now. Because two of their journalists who were over here reporting about the riots were attacked by police. Wow. Um, and it's not just them. Uh, CNN came out with a statistic because one of their CNN people, one of their reporters came out and did a count. And to their count, U.S. police have attacked journalists more than 130 times since May 28th. Wow. And one of their own newscasters, was who is a black arrested man, on air. Yeah. was arrested on air. I watched it. It was ridiculous. He asked, he asked, why am I being arrested? Why am I being arrested? They didn't say anything. They wouldn't answer his questions. I don't think they arrested the white guy that was with him either. I don't think. He, he wasn't getting arrested on the video that I saw. But that doesn't mean that he um, didn't. But, like, he literally was just sitting there. And, and clearly... Yeah, it's, he was just talking. He was yeah, just he talking, was just... and so was the woman who was just talking who got shot in the face with a rubber bullet who ended up in the hospital. All the other ones that have been attacked, and this is really troubling because we are seeing an attack on our Constitution and our rights as Americans. We are seeing 
the police attack journalists and attack freedom of speech because they are covering the things that the police are doing. Right. And that is a really, really scary sentiment. And that is something that Trump is almost is egging on right now. It's it's really a really terrifying concept when you think about it, especially with all the other very fascist type things that he seems to be not so quietly uh, advocating for right now. It's, it's scary. I do also want to give that CNN reporter a lot of a lot of kudos for oh, yeah. his 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 response was so calm. Like yeah, it was, was he was so calm. He was so collected. He was asking the right question. Like that, it struck me because if I was being arrested, I would be a lot more visibly scared oh, yeah. than than he was. So you know. Wow. He was very collected. Was yeah. Very... I mean, it, I what an awful thing to happen to him, but good for him for, you know, keeping his composure and remaining professional. And wow, that was that was really incredible to watch. It was. It was hard to watch. It was hard to watch him get taken It was away hard to watch. Literally yeah. no reason. The police wouldn't even give him the respect. And aren't they supposed to tell you if you're asking them? <laughs> aren't they? The police are supposed to do a lot of things that they're not doing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That they're not doing right now. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I will, I will say one positive thing. We have now as a country seen something completely groundbreaking. And that is that we are having protests in all 50 States. We are having protests in every state about this. And not only that, there are worldwide, it is worldwide. Everyone is supporting us. I've lost count of the countries, Australia, London, um, Germany. Germany. There's... Australia. Or did you say Australia? I said Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, my brain's like not right now, but um, there's Greece, there's a lot. Greece. I think Italy. I think Greece. Yeah. Italy I think, too. I think I think Greek protesters burned down the United States embassy. Uh, yeah, at least that's what I oh, heard. Oh, but it's just an American thug thing that we do. No. Right, obviously it's just the Black Lives, the toxic Black Lives Matter right. community. <laughs> right. It's not, you know, oh, sarcasm. That was strong sarcasm. Yeah, so uh, this time feels different. Yeah, it does. Like, the whole world is riding with us, and every state is riding with us. And this is what, this is the sixth day? In Philadelphia, people are coming out every single day. And it's not just a couple people. It is huge today, even, on the sixth day. Mm. And uh, it just it feels different, and I hope it is. I know that I've collected a small list of, of demands that I've seen from specific cities and from just BLM in general, um, things that they want. Because I've been hearing a lot of, oh, well, like, what do they want? What is the end goal of this? Like, they haven't literally already said it a billion times right um but just so we have it here a couple of the things that i've collected that we are calling for uh with these protests and that is the police should not be the first responder in a mental health crisis unless a weapon is involved to protect people who are having mental health issues Uh, the city should rely on alternate to police response such as community-based violence prevention and interruption programs um, discontinue their intergovernmental agreement with ICE and implement inter- incarceration prevention measures for minor offenses like broken taillights or traffic violations. Um, specific policies restricting the use of deadly force. No armed patrol for officers who are involved in deadly force incident 
until investigations are completed and cleared not guilty, review in fatal police shootings from 2000 to 2018, and look at policy changes that might have prevented those shootings wow. um, of, unarmed, of unarmed black people, fire or furlough officers whose testimony is not credible to be used in court or officers who have multiple complaints of excessive force, Create, review, and reinforce policies with duty to intervene to prevent officer misconduct and duty to render aid to person due to officer conduct. Training on mental illness and de-escalation practices, banning SPDs and MSPs use of canine units to attack, subdue, or threaten citizens, the demilitarization of the police force, and a military ban on MSP ban on ex-military equipment. So like what we're seeing in some places where we're that's a biggie. What? Yeah. Yeah, where they're seeing where we're seeing police officers bringing out ex-military equipment to combat citizens. Um, and reformation of the policing review board, addition of citizens boards to oversee the police. Those are just some, not all of of the calls that are being made across cities for the reforms that we need to make. And they're all really, really good ones. And yeah, so yeah, what we were talking about earlier with with Trump um, attacking journalism, he's also, like that last situation said, pretty much calling on the military to make war with the citizens of the United States, which is something right. that the countries are talking about. All the other countries that are, are talking about us right now are talking about the fact that our president has unleashed the military on its citizens for peacefully protesting, which is a constitutional right. And is openly considering considering um, activating the Insurgency Act, which yeah. is yeah. Which, by the way, yeah, story from journalism there. Um, the New York Times, uh, the newsroom is basically up in arms uh, over the opinion pages' decision to run uh, an op-ed by a Republican congressman from Arkansas basically calling for all this. Jeez. Wow. Uh, they've had hundreds of subscription cancellations. Uh, the time the reporters at the Times issued a statement saying, this puts our reporters at risk. Yeah, um, it does. You know. Um, um, sources have clammed up in response to it and, um, for some reporters. Um, newsrooms in turmoil. Yeah. Not not surprising, and in in uh, in Philly news as well, the big the big thing going on is um, people are looking at the you know future budget plans for the city, and there's going to be a major ma- there was supposed to be, it's in the it's in the works a major increase for police department a major budget increase by like eighteen million dollars, and. Uh, budget cuts to several, um, you know, public services in the middle Arts of arts and culture, especially, is getting yeah, left. yeah, it's especially in the as you know in the middle of coronavirus, you know, amping up police and and austerity measures, and so the so this I don't know if this will change by the time this this airs this program airs, um, maybe maybe the city will reconsider this but i that sure just seems like so. such a huge yeah that just seems like such a huge mistake Ridiculous. right now 
ridiculous, ridiculous. And that's why it makes the Rizzo statue thing feel like a, a, it's like a little purely slap on the symbolic. back. Right, right. right. I mean, it is, thing, it sure, is. Here's your statue gone. It's great. Right. I mean, symbolism does mean something, but right. it, but at the end of the day, it is just symbolism. Like right. and real things need to happen. Go against what we're rioting for, then. Right. Exactly. Really just doing then, it what's, for then what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Or to get people off your back. Like here's the rest of the statue's gone. Please, please shut up now. Right. Another thing that I think that is it is an attempt to demonize the protests. Have you seen the articles that are like, oh, COVID has jumped up to twenty one thousand new cases since the since the protests start? I've First missed off, these. what? I've missed these articles. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot of articles that have been like. It's like, oh, COVID, COVID's, COVID's been going up. Don't so protest off, COVID. Yeah, so first off, like, it has only been, like, six days, or five or six days since the protest started. That is right. not the incubation time of COVID. If right. we're seeing jumps, because not only That's... do you have to have the incubation time, people then have to go get tested to right, know yes. that they have COVID. So yes. it's not from the protests. It's clearly from Memorial Day and and any of the people that aren't following or the 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 soft openings of things so don't right. blame protesters for something that hasn't happened in the t- you can't know that yet yeah we just started my, my my feeling this whole t- this whole time before any of this happened was there's there was going to be a second wave anyway because you know even in even you know Pennsylvania is you know caving and you know opening opening a bit too early going a going a bit too loose too early and you know i i think i think you know a second a second wave is awful in any circumstances but a second wave as a result of extremely necessary you know, political political movement, rather than a second wave because of people being people. You know, go stupid, go crazy because things loosen a little bit. Is I right. think you know at least at least we're getting something out of you know, you know people being sick, which you know should never you know people shouldn't be sick. But right, is that and what is what I'm saying making sense? It that, does. That you know, people being exposed is awful in any circumstance, but like this is this is necessary. Whereas this like is necessary and everyone's wearing a damn mask at these protests. Right. Like the people lot, that are going yeah. to the beach or having cookouts on Memorial Day. Right. Yeah. I've literally had to like explain to some people like, oh no, they're loosening up already. It's fine. You can stop wearing your mask. I'm like, no. No. No one opposite. is saying that. Yes. And and you know, but but you know, whatever. Okay, it's you know, it's just another way to to um, you know place blame on protesters. So whatever. Um. Yeah, exactly. Like they, everyone's trying to place blame on protesters. It's it's. Yeah, and and black people as a whole, course. especially yeah. black protesters. Like I said, we were talking earlier about all the people I've seen talking about how they're just gonna have you know. If anyone comes into my house, I'll shoot them. So first off, like no one's houses are getting looted. Please stop threatening people with you're going to shoot them if they come near your property. That's terrifying. You live in a city. Everyone's near your property. We're all <laughs> together. Um, but anyways, we have to move on to news where they are not. So quick round. So the first headline: Gay widower wins historic victory for Social Security benefits in federal court. 
Wow. Two snaps up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good for her. Um, or good for him. I think it was him, yeah. Um, same-sex marriages have contributed $3.8 billion to the U.S. economy. Wow. How did they figure that out? Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, um, I think they have revenues from getting married. They can probably, I don't know. Who knows. Catering <laughs> and ceremonies and, yeah, I don't know. Um, a pair, that's worded strangely, a couple hired for a man's, Uh-oh. one second, I understand it. Pair hired for a man's broom sexual fantasy turn up in bedroom at wrong address with machetes. <laughs> Tell me, what was the sexual fantasy? With a broom? Mm, well, and with machetes? With a broom? I don't know uh, what they were doing with the machete. I don't know. Uh, Some. We got, we got cross fetishes. Wait, that's the there. second one I've heard in the last like couple weeks. There was another one of a of a guy breaking into some I old lady's one. house. Yeah, yep. wrong house. You guys get your addresses right if you're gonna go meet strangers for fetish meetups. Okay. <laughs> Google for a reason. Um, Kanye West donates two million dollars and pays the college tuition for George Floyd's daughter. Very mm. nice gesture. It is a nice gesture. Yes, and not a fan of him so much yeah. because of the Trump thing, but that was very cool. Yeah, yes. Um, and during the coronavirus, a strip club offers drive-through service during U.S. lockdown. <laughs> How do you? Get I've heard about this one. <laughs> <I've> <laughs> seen seen she, you, know, you have to toss the dollar bill at the pole dancer <laughs> six feet away. Amazing. That's so strange. Anyway, sorry. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got for Newsworthy or Not. Um, I'm glad we dedicated a whole episode to the protest because it's yeah, very deserving. Yeah, it needed to happen. I know there's too. a million. We could all talk for a million hours about it. It's uh, a yeah, subject be, that will never will not be, be important. This will be horribly out of date by the time it airs. But I guess we apologize. Yeah, but 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 I you know we needed to talk it about it. And oh, it may not be. Well, it might my, not be. My assumption was that there's going to be a lot more happening, you know, re- regardless yeah. of where it goes, that it'll that things will happen. From a week from now, either uh, things will be happening or things won't be happening, and that's bad because we're going to have to keep right going. But right. hopefully, our hopefully our listeners got something out of our out of our cathar- cathartic. Um, analysis and rambling and And me yelling at white people (laughs) (laughs) i was so tempted to say dear white people before you began that (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. isn't there isn't there a show called that now there's a lot of things called that it was a a series on netflix yeah um it had three seasons i don't know if they're doing a fourth it was inspired was it good yeah, I'm a, I, I'm a big fan of Dear White People. Yes, it was very list, good. Gotta, Set at a fictional Ivy League university that oh, very strongly resembles the one I went to, or Yale won. <laughs> Definitely have to watch it then. Mm-hmm. Dear White People, stop telling black people how to handle injustice. <laughs> oh, yeah. But sweet. It, 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 was, it was a great collection of characters, too, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, the person who is who is sending out the incendiary devices misses 
was dating a white guy, you know, and oh. uh, you know, um, the 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 big the, the big frat boy had a gay roommate. It, it's worth watching. That's all. Just say, very much worth watching. All right, so that about does it for cue the mic tonight. We will see you next week, probably still talking about, uh, probably talking about the protests. Hopefully, we're talking about a good conclusion to it. Um, But for everyone out there that's going, please stay safe. Remember to hydrate. Turn your phone on airplane mode if you're worried about them tracking you because they have drones that can geolocate your phone. So be careful. Keep your face covered. Wear your masks. Bring a lot of water. And uh, yeah, stay safe. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. We've been Cue the Mic. All right. Bye, bye everybody. Bye. Catch us on the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Cue the Mic Radio. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Alexa, Spotify, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Deezer, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And as a reminder, our old episodes are still up on Podomatic, but we have moved our feed over to pinecast.co. Be sure to check us out there for all the updates on the new episodes.